Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern Tablelands in New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Today, I would like to welcome three new guests to our show. We have Tyler, Frankie, and Gabriel in the studio with us today, and it's very excited to have you guys here. Are you guys excited to be here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, excellent, excellent. So because this is your first time on the show, let's introduce you guys to our listeners. So Tyler, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, okay. Um, I'm Tyler, and I've recently moved down here from Queensland. Yep. That's good, Dan. Did you enjoy the move? Well, yeah. The yeah. trip was fun. Yep. How about the whole moving from um, your friends and everything from back up there to moving down here? Oh, yeah, that was a little hard because it's not easy to say goodbye. No, it's not. And I think a lot of people that have moved locations from one place to another have the same thing, you know, trying to say goodbye to friends and family and then starting all over again. So, Tyler, what other things do you enjoy doing? What sort of hobbies do you have? Well, I like soccer and hands-on activities. Soccer? Hey, I know a lot of people that enjoy playing soccer, but what sort of hands-on activities do you enjoy? Well, I like building Lego, doing woodwork, and yep. doing metal. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, Tyler, this is the first time you've been in the studio here to be part of our show. How, how are you feeling, mate? Yeah, it's great. I like it. You like it? Yep. You're not too nervous? Well, a little, little? Not, not too much. Not too much? Oh, well, that's excellent. You're going to do well, and I'm super glad that you're here. All right, our next guest is Frankie. How are you, Frankie? Yeah, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good? Well, that's awesome. I'm super glad that you're here. So for our listeners, Frankie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I just moved here from Narromine. Yeah, and that would have been a big trip. How far away is that from here? About six hours. Wow, six hours. So did you guys do that all in one hit, or did you just go back and forth for a while? Yeah, we went back and forth for a while because we moved ourselves and we did about three loads in the truck. Oh, wow. And how have, how have you gone with leaving all your friends from down there? Well, I didn't really have many because we were homeschooling. Oh, okay. But there would have been, was there friends you had at church or others like neighbours or anything? Yeah, except the thing is they were moving too. Oh, they are moving too, so you're all sort of moving at once. Well, that's not too bad. So what sort of hobbies or different things you like to do? I like playing with Lego. That's awesome. So what have you built lately? Uh, a massive Technic bucket wheel excavator I got for Christmas. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So have you finished building it or are you still building it? Yeah, I finished building it uh, two days after I got it. Oh, wow. You did it all in two days? Yep. Did you do anything else for those two days? Not really. Not really? Did you have any help? Yeah, my cousin Tyler here on the studio helped me build it. Nice. So you guys are actually living together at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, we are. How's that? Because there's two big families living in that house. I kind of cramped a little bit. Yeah. But is it fun? Yeah. Hasn't been too many fights? Uh, yeah, there's been quite a few. There's been quite a few. Oh, dear. I guess that's what happens when you live with family, huh? Yep. Okay, so our last guest that we have here is Gabriel. Now, Gabriel, you're the older brother, aren't you? Yeah. Well, the older brother to Frankie anyways. So, Gabriel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've just recently moved here from Narromine as well with Frankie. So how did you enjoy the move? It was all right. Yeah, so because you're a little bit older, you had to do a bit more work in the moving? Yeah, I had to move a lot more of the heavier boxes. Yeah. How about you? Did you have to leave 
many of your friends behind? Well, just not really because not they really. were just the ones that were moving away as well. Yep, so sort of the two families just moving and that will probably make it a little bit easier, hey? Yeah. So, Gabriel, what sort of hobbies do you have, things you like to do? I like to play football with my yep. friends. and. So what sort of football? Because, like, football can mean a variety of different sports here in Australia. So what sort of football? Is that um, soccer, rugby, AFL? Rugby normally. So where do you normally play rugby? I just normally in the backyard. Yep, so you just sort of throw the ball around with your siblings and your cousins that you're all living with? Yep. Awesome. One of the other things we ask all our guests on the show is what your favorite Bible character is. So, Tyler, would you like to share with us who your favorite Bible character is and why? Well, yeah, I like Samson because he's strong and he's a great role model. So what is it about Samson that you like? Well, he listens to God, gets his powers from God, and... He, he makes mistakes, but we all yep. make mistakes. So Yep. And we see that in Samson's life, don't we? We see that in that middle part of his life, he sort of turns a little bit away from God, but in the end, he comes back to God, hey? Yeah. Really shows that no matter what we've done, we can always go back to God. Yeah, that's why I like him. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, so, Frankie, who's your favorite Bible character? I like Job. Job? Okay, so why Job? Because he sticks to God. And even when he lost everything he owned, including his family, he mm. didn't blame it on God. Yeah, that's so true. And I love that about Job, hey, that no matter what happened, he trusted in God. And we can adapt that to our lives today, hey, because so many people today are stuck in either floods or war zones, and it's not God's fault. And we need to realize that, hey. Yeah. And we need to be like Job where we don't blame God and now we know that the enemy has done this and Satan is the one causing all this stuff. So, Gabriel, who is your favorite Bible character and why? Well, I think it's going to have to be David. David, be- nice. Because of how loyal he was to his country yep. and to his people. Yep. And to Saul, even though he tried to kill him. Yeah, that's kind of crazy part of the story, hey, how David never went and attacked Saul because Saul was God's anointed, even though he knew that one day he would be king. But he never attacked Saul. And he um, had so many chances he could have killed Saul, mm. but he didn't because he knew no matter what happened, he, it was in God's hands and he knew he wasn't going to be killed because he knew he was going to one day be king. Mm, well, I like how you said that and I love how you emphasize that he left it in God's hands and I think we need to be able to do that sometimes too, hey, and just trust God and let things go and let God deal with it instead of trying to deal with it ourselves. So, Tyler, you have a story to share with us on how God saved your life. Um, would you like to share us some details about what had happened and how God saved your life? Well, yeah. It was a few years ago when my friend and I, it was my first time ever getting on a motorbike, mm-hmm. and my friend was experienced. So he, he started, and I got on the small motorbike yep. to follow him. I went around. I was specifically told to go slow on my first lap. Yep. Did you go slow? No. No. I got to the corner and I saw him and I went, oh, I want to catch him. Yeah. So I put on the throttle. I got to the, like, the corner corner and I went, I forgot how to turn. Oh, no. So um, there was an ant's nest in front of me. I went up the ant's nest. The motorbike slid underneath the fence that was next to the ant's nest. Mm-hmm. And I hung myself on the fence and then Ooh. fell off the fence and slipped under the fence. 
So when you say hung yourself, you got caught on your neck with one of the wires. Yeah. Wow. And how long were you sort of there for? Well, I was there until my um, uncle and family um, found me. Yeah. After seeing smoke from the motorbike. Oh, okay. Now, did it cut your um, skin? Did it go through the skin? Yeah, it did. I got a big cut from it, and now I've got a scar that mm. you can tell it was there. Was there, yeah. Well, Tyler, it's really good to see how God looked after you there. Well, yeah, I'm so happy God was with me because it could have mm. been a lot worse than it was. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, praise God that he was able to protect you in that. Yeah, I'm so happy. I bet your parents are too. <laughs> so what did they say when they came to you? Well, um, was that long ago? I actually forgot. You actually forgot? Oh, fair enough. They probably haven't forgotten. Well, yeah, all I remember was getting in the car to go to the hospital. Yeah. So were you in hospital long? Well, I got there. I think I actually stayed there the night. Yeah. Not quite sure. Yeah, thought I had to check out and make sure nothing was too badly damaged. Yeah. But wow, praise God that he was able to protect you. You know, he didn't protect you from, like, the accident, but he protected you through it. Well, yeah, I'm super thankful that he did. Mm, so are we. Thank you, Tyler, for sharing that story with us. Now, on today's study, we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy study number seven, and it's titled Steps to Spiritual Freedom. So if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888880831 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP7, number no spaces, to 04888880831. Today, we are on study guide number 7, titled Steps to Spiritual Freedom. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Bethany Dillon with How Deep the Father's Love for Us.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast sections and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888 our study is titled Steps to Spiritual Freedom. Okay, so before we start our study, let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, as we open our Bibles and our study guides, Lord, to learn about the steps to spiritual freedom that you have given us in your word, I pray that you open our hearts and minds to receive these steps and to be able to adapt them to our lives, to be able to draw closer to you. Lord, I just pray that you pour a blessing over us in the studio and that you bless those that are listening, wherever they may be. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you know less than half the countries on planet Earth experience true freedom, according to Freedom House and WorldAudit.org? You know, countries such as Angolia, Albania, Brunei, Syria, Vietnam still lack human rights, freedom of speech, justice for all, and electoral democracy. And did you know, one country blacklisted for many years is Iraq. War, dictatorships, kidnapping and torture have been part of life for centuries. During the ill-fated United States war in Iraq, Douglas Wood, an Australian engineer and businessman, was kidnapped at gunpoint and taken hostage in Baghdad. Throughout the next 47 days, Wood was beaten, blindfolded, and forced to endure the raw emotion of his torture and likely execution. Douglas Wood got through each day by thinking about his favourite football team and the love he had for his grandchildren. He wasn't sure if he would be rescued, but he never lost hope. It was in the most amazing circumstances Douglas Wood was rescued by Iraqi and US forces while on a routine sweep through one of Baghdad's most dangerous suburbs. Wood heard a shootout between the Iraqi army and the insurgents on the roof and then the army forced their way inside. Wood heard further gunfire but he knew he was on the road to freedom. When he returned to his homeland, Douglas Wood gave a number of speeches telling his story and thanking his rescuers. At the completion of one speech, he sang to his audience a moving song entitled, I Want to Be Free. Did you want to be free? The Bible says the inhabitants of planet Earth have also been taken hostage, not by insurgents, but by the devil himself. Do you feel sometimes that you are captive to guilt, discouragement, or deep-seated addictions, abuse, self-centeredness, or low self-esteem? The good news is that a loving God has developed a rescue plan for you and me. Question one of our studies today is who is the source of the true spiritual freedom? The answer for the question is found in John 8.36. 
It reads, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. This verse is telling us that Jesus can set us free. Did you know that the Bible is actually a love story that highlights the greatest rescue of all times? We will start this story at the creation of the world. As this story unfolds, you will discover why you are so precious to God and why Jesus is so important to you. Question two in our study is who created the universe? The answer to this question is found in Genesis 1.1, and it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Did you know that planet Earth did not actually evolve? It was designed and created by God. Did you know the word God in this text is the Hebrew word Elohim, which is plural for referring to the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? How God could be one God and yet three separate beings is a mystery in itself. A simple illustration of this concept can be seen in the humble apple. An apple has three parts, the peel, the flesh, and the core. They are all separate parts of the apple, yet they are all one apple. They are not an orange, a lemon, and a watermelon. They have different purposes, but they are just one apple. Similarly, the Godhead has three persons. They all have different roles, but they are just one God. Creation is important because it demonstrates the power of God and tells us why human beings are so precious. God designed and made Adam and Eve with his own hands to be his personal friends and companions. We are special to God. We are even made in his own image, according to Genesis 1.26. The third question in our study is, what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? We have two verses for, to answer this question. The first one is Genesis 2.17, and it reads, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And our second one is Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When Adam and Eve chose to disobey God, a natural separation took place. Yeah, you're right. And you know, the purity of God formed an instant barrier against the sin within humanity. And did you know the nature of Adam and Eve changed and everything on planet Earth suffered as a result of the first sin? The natural and inevitable result of sin is death. So if God had not responded, Adam and Eve would have died there and then, and that would have been the end of life on this planet. Hey, if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888080831 for the PDF of today's study guides. So, text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888080831 today. We are on study guide 7, titled Steps to Spiritual Freedom. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Celia with the song Hope for a Broken World. In the beginning, into the darkness, the Spirit's moving. Upon the waters, you spoke the words, let there be light. Out of the chaos came the promise, the universe rose and applauded when you commanded the newborn sun to rise. You are the day spring, 
Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now. And some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number seven and at question four. So question four says, what is the first major prophecy of the scriptures? We actually find this in Genesis chapter three and verse 15. 
And the Bible says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. Here we have the gospel, which means good news, mentioned for the first time in the Bible. God is speaking to the serpent, the devil, outlining the great conflict that will occur on planet Earth between the seed of the woman, Jesus, and the devil with his followers. The climax of this story is the death of Jesus on Calvary. It was on the cross that Jesus suffered, symbolized by a bruising of his heel, but Satan was defeated. This is symbolized through a bruised or crushed head. Question 5 in our study says, What symbol is used to represent Jesus as our sacrifice? The answer is found in John one twenty nine. It reads, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. According to Revelation 13 verse 8, it says Jesus is the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. He was pure and gentle. He did not resist being killed. Hey, did you know that Isaiah 53, 7 says, He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent? So he opened not his mouth. And when Jesus died, he was abused physically. He was nearly beaten to death at his trial. He was abused sexually. Throughout the trial and crucifixion, he was paraded totally naked before a jeering mob. He was abused spiritually. Not only was the cross seen by some as a pagan sacrifice, but to be hung on the cross was a symbol of being cursed by God, according to Galatians 3.13. Jesus suffered the highest level of humiliation and abuse for us. Mm. And, you know, if you want to read more about this, you can look at Mark 15, the whole chapter. It's all about the death of Jesus. And ask God to show you the depth of his love for you and to help you realize how much you mean to him. Question 6 in our study guide says, Does Jesus really care about me personally? The answer to this is in found in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. And it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. There is a growing sector within our community who feel a low sense of personal value. This feeling of worthlessness can result in impersonal discouragement or depression. Did you know, God wants you to know that in his eyes you are of infinite value? If God invested all the gold and silver of heaven to save us, then that would be an amazing sacrifice. But we are so valuable to God that he invested the most important thing he could, the precious blood of Jesus. Not only did God design and personally create us, he also gave the blood of Jesus, his son, for us. So for example, you know the old 1975 Ford Escort that once belonged to Pope Benedict sold at an auction for nearly $900,000, while the golf clubs that belonged to J.F. Kennedy sold for over a million. Why? Those items were not valuable in and of themselves. Their value lay in the fact that they belonged to someone important. You also belong to someone important, the King of the universe. Jesus loves you and cares about you personally. He wants you to be his personal friend and live with him forever. This is question 7 of our study and it reads, 
How does the blood of Jesus cancel our sin? Well, he answers in Hebrews 2.9, and that reads, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Jesus tasted death for everyone. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, not just physical death, but also what the Bible calls the second death, which can be found in Revelation twenty fourteen to 15 This is the death that only Jesus has experienced. It is the final death that results from our sin. Keep listening because this will be discussed further in the study guide, Where on Earth is Hell? You know, the reason why the blood of Jesus makes it possible to forgive us is explained in the act of substitution. If you truly forgive someone, then you are willing to suffer the consequences of the evil they have done to you without retaliation. To illustrate, if someone punched you in the eye, forgiving that person means that you experience the pain from their wrongdoing without returning the punch. We have sinned against God and his law. Justice requires the penalty of death, and mercy can only be provided by God, whose law we have broken. Jesus chose to suffer the full penalty of our sin in order to provide a way of escape for us. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888808831. For the PDF of today's study guide, so text SOP7 with no spaces to 04888808831. Today we are on study guide 7 titled Steps to Spiritual Freedom. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Scott Willis with I Can Do All Things. In the darkest night when it's hard to see It's Christ who gives me strength When I feel afraid and I'm losing sleep It's Christ who gives me strength When the work is hard and I'm struggling It's Christ who gives me strength When I don't know how I can make ends meet It's Christ who gives me strength It's Christ who gives me strength When my 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to find the steps to spiritual freedom. We have discovered so far that because Adam and Eve disobeyed God, sin entered the world, and we as humans were separated by God. But God put in place a plan to close that gap and bring us back to Him. The plan was for God Himself to put on flesh and become a man, and that man was Jesus. And he died in our place. How does that help us? Well, let's find out. But before we do, if you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are in study number seven and at question number eight. Question eight in our study says, how important is it that Jesus was raised from the dead? We find this answer in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 17, and it says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. The Apostle Paul said, If Jesus remained dead, you would have no hope of salvation. Although the death of Jesus paid the penalty for our sins, a dead Christ could not forgive our sins today. Only a living Saviour can give us freedom and hope. That is why there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, according to Acts 4.12. Question 9 of our studies says, What can I do to benefit from the life and death of Jesus? Our answer is found in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This famous text says it all. God gave because he loves. We cannot earn salvation. We will never deserve it. We will never be good enough. We can only accept it through believing in him. Mm, you're right. And your know, everlasting life is a free gift that God offers to you and me today. Question 10 of our study says, What are the steps to receiving spiritual freedom? You receive spiritual freedom through accepting the gift of salvation. You accept salvation by accepting Jesus as your personal Saviour and Lord of your life. To help you understand how to accept Jesus, here are seven practical steps. The first step is to admit you're a sinner. 
We find how to do this in Romans 3.23. And it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The first thing to be realized is your need for Christ. Many people are good moral citizens who wouldn't dream of stealing or killing anyone. But every one of us has experienced sin. We have broken God's law either by thought or action, which automatically qualifies us as sinners. The Bible says the wages what we have earned. For our sins is eternal death. You know, only Jesus Christ can solve the sin problem. The second step is to come to Christ. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a beautiful promise. No matter how sinful you may feel at times, just remember that Jesus is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. Do not wait until you are good or haven't sinned for a while. Jesus is calling you to Him just as you are. When you come to Jesus, you simply say to Him that you recognize you're a sinner, you need help in your life, and you acknowledge that only He can give you that help. The third step is believe. In Acts 16.31, it says, So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Believing in Christ is to trust Him. It is more than just an intellectual belief, because in James 2.19, it says even the devil believes. Belief is to have such a trust in Jesus that you are willing to do what He says. To illustrate, a doctor prescribes medicine. If you believe in that doctor, you will take the medicine. Jesus has a cure for sin, and if we believe in Jesus, we will gladly accept his cure. The fourth step is to submit to Christ. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is where you ask Jesus to be your personal saviour. There are many people who go to church each week and yet they have never asked Jesus to be their personal saviour from sin. Jesus says that he stands at the door of your heart and knocks. He wants to enter your life and have a daily relationship with you. That's found in Revelation 3.20. If the richest man in the world knocked on your front door and offered you a million dollars if you let him in, how long would it take to invite him into your home? You know the answer. Well, Jesus offers you something much greater than a million dollars. He is offering you an eternity of peace and happiness. The fifth step is to repent and confess your sins. In 1 John 1, nine, we read, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus wants us to be sorry and say sorry for our sins. Confession can be made directly to God. And he promises that he will forgive you. He has purchased your sins with his own blood. You can be guaranteed that if you deliver his purchase to him, he will accept the delivery. Confession needs to be specific. If you hurt another human being, you need to apologize to that person also. True confession comes from a heart that is sorry for the sin and is determined to do whatever it takes to move away from a life of sin. Step number six is experience the new birth. We find this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
One aspect of the mystery of God is Christ in you, the hope of glory, which is in Colossians 1.27. The Christian life is not just a modification or reformation of the old life. It's a transformation. You become a new creation. The old life is gone and you live a new life with Jesus living in you. The Bible symbol for this change of life is baptism. To be baptized fully in water represents a death and burial of the old life and a resurrection of the new life in partnership with Jesus. And that's found in Romans 6, 3-6. This change of life and the ongoing growth in spirituality can only be accomplished through the work and the power of the Holy Spirit, which is found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Step number seven is accept Jesus as Lord of your life. We find this in Colossians 2 verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Many today are happy to have Jesus as their saviour, as an escape plan from hell. But Jesus also wants to be Lord of your life. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. John fourteen fifteen. We need to accept Jesus as Lord and then walk in him. In other words, be obedient and walk in his steps towards a happy and victorious Christian life. This is not legalism. It is simply a love response to Jesus. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone. 4 That's 4 And wait for the code word that's coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Chris Tomlin with Is He Worthy? Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through?
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secret of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to find the steps to spiritual freedom. We have discovered so far that because Adam and Eve disobeyed God, sin entered the world, and we as humans were separated by God. But God put in place a plan to close that gap and bring us back to Him. The plan was for God Himself to put on flesh and become man. That man was Jesus, and he died in our place to conquer death and give us the gift of eternal life with him. We have also seen the steps on how we can receive this amazing gift from God and to live in a loving and growing relationship with Jesus. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 7 and at question 11. Question 11 in our study says, Is the Christian life boring and restrictive? Our answer to that question is in John 10.10, and it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. The devil tries to rob you of life. He makes out that a Christian life is just for boring people who have nothing better to do. Yeah, and you know, the devil emphasizes on what you will miss out on or can't do anymore. Yeah, Jesus says that a life with him is full of adventure and discovery. It is an abundant life where people of all ages and cultures can discover the true happiness and fulfillment in life. Question 12 says, What assurance is there for those who believe in Jesus? 
We find this answer in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. And the Bible says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Eternal life is not just something you can hope for. Yeah, a true belief in Jesus includes having the confidence that you have eternal life today. Do you know the reason why you can have such confidence? It is because the gospel is based on the power and the promises of the Creator God. Question 13 says, What does God promise to those who choose to live the Christian life? The answer is in Philippians 4.13, and it reads, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Another verse to go with this is found in Ephesians 3.20, and it reads, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Did you know that there is no limit to the power of God? No matter where you come from, no matter how bad you have been, no matter what sins you are struggling with, God has the love and power to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone, 4 That's 4 And wait for the code word that is coming up after the break. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Manuel Escorcio with Lord, I Want to Be Like You. Climbs in my lap for a good night hug He calls me dad and I call him bub With his faded old pillow and a bear named Pooh He snuggles up close and says I want to be like you Tuck him in bed and I kiss him goodnight Tripping over the toys as I turn out the lights I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see He's got a father in God cause he's seen Jesus in me Lord I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I want to be a holy example For His innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause He wants to be like me Got to admit I've got so far to go Make so many mistakes and I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems no matter how hard I try With all the pressures in life I just can't get it all right But I'm trying so hard to learn from the best To be patient and kind, filled with your tenderness Cause I know that he learned from the things that he sees And the Jesus he finds will be the Jesus in me Lord, I want to be just like you 
Suppose he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living by the Lord That my little boy can read I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be like me To Tableland Explorers, we have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to find the steps to spiritual freedom. We have discovered so far that because Adam and Eve disobeyed God, sin entered the world. We as humans were separated from God, but God put in place a plan to close that gap and bring us back to Him. That plan was for God Himself to put on flesh and become a man. That man was Jesus, and he died in our place to conquer death and give us the gift of eternal life with him. We have also seen the steps on how we can receive this amazing gift from God and to live in a loving and growing relationship with Jesus. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. Okay, guys. So from this study, we have three points that we would like you to remember from our study today. And the first point is all human beings are sinners. And without Jesus, we are eternally lost. And point number two, you can be certain that you have eternal life if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And point number three, God wants to empower you today to live a victorious Christian life. What do you guys think about these three points? Number, do you think they sum up the study pretty well? well? Yeah, I think they do a great job at it. Yeah, they're pretty good. I think they do a really good job at it. So, so from those three points, what do you think would be the key point that you want to take away from this study? Well, in the first one, at the end it says, Without Jesus, we are eternally lost. Mm. I'm going to keep that one with me. Yeah, that's good, Tyler. I think that is something that we all should really think about keeping with us to know that without Jesus, we are eternally lost. I like the second one because it says, you can be certain that you have eternal life if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm, It's good to be certain about that, isn't it? Yeah. I like the third one where it says, God wants to empower me to 
have a victorious Christian life living for him and working mm. for him. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like all your answers and I agree with all of them. And I think, you know, in parts of them, we all need to accept all three of them to be able to live this Christian life. Hey, this reminds me of a story. A railway switchman had the job of operating the controls that locked a bridge in place over a large river. One day, as the sun was beginning to set, he could see and hear the train coming towards him. Unfortunately, the controls did not work on this occasion, and he hurried down to the track to push the levers manually. As the man leant with all his might on the lever, he heard a faint cry. To his horror, he saw his four-year-old boy running across the bridge crying, Daddy, where are you? His first impulse was to yell out to his son, Run! Run! But he realized it was too late. His son would never make it to the other side of the bridge before the train came. The man had the worst choice in the world to make. In a split second, he had to choose between the train or his son. If he left the lever to save his son, the train would crash into the river, killing hundreds of people on board. If he saved the train, his son would almost certainly be killed on the bridge. As the heart-torn father leant harder on the lever, he watched the train crush the innocent little body of his young boy. With tear-filled eyes, he peered into the windows of the train and saw the activities of the passengers. They had no idea of the decision the father had just made. They were either playing cards, laughing, sleeping, or eating. As the train sped by, the sobbing figure of a broken father was still clinging to the control lever. God had a similar choice to make. What does this story illustrate about God's love for you? This story reminds me of Jesus dying on the cross. The train represents all the people of the world, and the son was Jesus, mm -hmm. and the father let Jesus die rather than let the world perish. Yeah, Frankie, you're right, and it really does show how much... God loves us and what he's done for us, but it also shows that there are so many people out in the world that don't know what Jesus has done for them. You know, it's like in the story you're seeing the train go past and they have no idea what this father has done. And it shows that this world doesn't know what God has done for us. In the story it says the father made the decision of saving all the people on the train than his yep. rather than his son. So... It's basically like God, he wanted to save the world rather mm. than his son, but he yep. still didn't want to lose his son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It had to be one or the other, didn't it? This is showing the selfless love of God towards the world and that he'd rather lose his son than lose millions of people. Mm, you're right. This story just shows us so much about how God loves us and what he's done for us. It's amazing. Okay, guys, I've got some relational questions here for you to think about what we have studied today, and we're going to discuss these in the studio. Um, for those that are listening, yeah, think about your answers as well. And if you would like to send us your answers or get in contact with us, you can send us an email at tablelandexplorers at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. The, the first relational question we're going to look at today is, what should you do if or when you feel you are not good enough? To go to heaven? You know, this is a question a lot of people um, think about. And I, for me, I just think that when I think about not being good enough, I think that Jesus says that I am. 
He says, I am a child of God, and nothing can change that, so I am good enough. Well, I usually think of John 3.16 and how Jesus died on the cross for me. Yep, that's a definitely good uh, verse to be able to remember when, when you're feeling down like that. When I feel I'm not good enough to go to heaven, I remember Philippians 4.13, which says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which includes going to heaven. Mm, definitely, it does, and he can get you through everything. I just think of John 3.16 where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Which is like saying, I just need to believe that I've been chosen and eternal life is a gift from God mm. that he's given the option to everyone on earth. Yeah, All they need to do is just believe. Yeah, believe and accept it, that's right. So question two says, what does the death of Jesus on the cross tell you about God and how can you make the cross more meaningful to you? Jesus' death on the cross tells me that God is unselfish and that he loves me very much. For me, I think making the cross more meaningful to me is knowing that it was personal. Yes, Jesus came to die for the entire world, but he came for me. If I was the only sinner on earth, he would have come for me, and I think that's how I make the cross more meaningful to me. I think it says that um, God is a selfless God, and he's willing to sacrifice himself for me, and I think that's how I make it more meaningful to me. Mm, yeah. Jesus' death on the cross shows me how much he loves me, and that's what makes it meaningful. Wow, that's some really good answers, guys. I really appreciate you sharing. Um, our, next, our next thought question is, do you think that Christian life is hard? Why or why not? And why don't you think more people accept God's free gift? Well, I think Christian life is hard and then not hard at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's Well, I think it's hard for me because when friends ask if you're free on a Saturday to go to play games or anything, it's hard to say no to them. Yep. But then it's really easy to be a, have a Christian life because... God's always with you. He's there for you. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't accept God as a free gift because they don't know what he can do for you. I think that's true too. For me, I think that, yeah, the one reason people don't accept God's free gift is because they don't understand it. They don't get it. And that's our job to be able to share with people about this free gift and he is willing to give it to us. Yeah. And for me too, you know, yeah, you're right. With the Christian, Christian life can be hard, and but it's also easy at the same time because we know the devil is throwing stuff at us and trying to turn us away from God. But we also know that Jesus is with us no matter what, and He walks beside us and He gives us strength to get through it. I don't think people accept God's free gift because they are too absorbed in the world and worldly things mm. that they think it's just too hard to change. They yep. too. They just want to do their own thing. Yeah, they don't they think, want to do God's thing. They hey? think God's just another belief that's out there. Mm -hmm. I think most people don't change because they think that when they're a Christian, they have to do this and they have to do that, then this and that. Mm. And they can't do this and they can't do that. It yeah. res I think it restricts them from what they think is real life. Yeah, you know, they don't understand. If they knew what a relationship with Jesus actually meant, then they'd probably be more willing to do it, hey? Because yeah. we do all these things. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about, hey, God, I am going to follow you, 
And so you know what is best for me, so I'm going to do that instead of what I think is best for me. So our last thought question that we're going to think about today and, and talk about is what would you say is the secret to living a Christian life? And what can you do to increase your love for Jesus on a daily basis? Well, what I think the secret to living a Christian life is, well, I think it's just believing. Mm-hmm. And to increase my love for Jesus on a daily basis, well, to read the Bible. But then again, for me, that's hard because I'm usually busy and mm-hmm. I forget to do it. But I'm starting a routine on doing it every night before bedtime. Mm, that's good. And I think you're right there to really... Um, increase that love for Jesus. We need to know who he is, and we learn about him by reading our Bibles every day. You're right. And I think, too, for me, the secret of living a Christian life is to living it with Jesus, having him live through me. I think the secret of living a Christian life is found in Galatians 2.20, and it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm, Well, I really think you're right there. I think that is definitely a great verse to show the secret of living a Christian life, letting Jesus live through us. I think the secret to living a Christian life is to just have faith in God that he will come through with his promises. Mm, And he will, doesn't he? The Bible's full of promises that Jesus keeps. Okay, guys, so for every study that we do, it's good to have a response to what we have learned today. And our response question is, Jesus is offering you the free gift of salvation. Would you like to invite Jesus into your life today or renew that decision and experience an empowered Christian life? Say, for me, I wrote yes down on that question because I definitely want Jesus to be in my life to empower me to have a Christian life. What about you guys? Well, yeah, I think the same thing. I would write yes on it too. Me too. I'd write yes too. Wow, that's awesome. Praise God that everyone here in the studio would like to follow Jesus and and accept that free gift of salvation. If you're out there listening, we would encourage you to accept that same gift as well. And if this is a gift that you are receiving for the first time, we would like to hear from you. So if you would like to email us, at tableandexplorers at gmail.com and we'd love to get in contact with you to encourage you on this Christian walk as we are on this walk together. Let's finish our study with a prayer. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you so much for providing these steps to come closer to you. And thank you so much for dying on the cross and giving us this free gift of salvation. Lord, if there is anybody out there that is listening that is still unsure about this free gift, I just ask that you... Reveal yourself to them. You help them to know and understand these truths that we have heard today and that they will be able to accept you and walk their life with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. It has come time in the show to give you the code word for today's free offer. Today, we're giving a small book called Steps to Christ. Thousands of people have become acquainted with Jesus through this little book. It has helped many more, including those who have walked with him for years to know him better. In just 13 short chapters, you'll discover the steps to find a forever friendship with Jesus. You'll read about his love for you, repentance, faith, and acquaintance, growing like him the privilege of prayer, what to do with doubt, and how to spend your days rejoicing in your best friend, Jesus. Because this book helps so many people, 
in not just learning about Jesus, but learning how to have a loving relationship with your Creator, then we have a whole box of these books to give away. So if you want one, you can have one. All you have to do is text the code hashtag TE19 to 048-808-8031 and our Faith FM bot will take down your details and we'll get this book to you as soon as we can. Text hashtag TE19 to 048-808-8031 right now to get your free copy of the book, Steps to Christ. It will surely change your life. Our next study is called The Mystery Man of Prophecy. Could this mystery man be the Messiah? The prophecy gives us the date which this man will show up, and it also gives us the date that this man will die, but not for himself. Who is he? Can we tell? Could this mystery man be Jesus? Join us next week as we look into this prophecy and explore the dates and see if this mystery man could be Jesus. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray. Ask God for clarity and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless and we will catch you next time.